Well, as we think about all the different aspects of God's Word that we could talk about and all the attributes of God's Word, we could, we could be here for, for days and for months uh, just looking at that and studying it. Uh, and as I think uh, back to Bible school and, and seminary, uh, a, a considerable amount of time is spent uh, simply talking and looking at uh, what God's Word is and attributes of God's Word. In fact, there's uh, um, whole classes devoted to uh, the doctrine of God's Word. And uh, why is that? Why, why would there be a whole class on that? Why, why, would, why would there be value in spending two years at Bible school or, or taking so much time to study God's Word? Uh, why do we emphasize it every Sunday uh, from the pulpit? It's because God's Word has power, and uh, that's what we're going to be be looking at today. And uh, I want to want to highlight one word. It's a big word. A word um, some of you might not might know. If you don't, it's it'll be your word of the day. Um, but that word is efficacious, and it's a big word. Uh, how many of you have used that word this week? Okay, nobody. Um, probably a good reason why that people not many people use it. But that is one of the one of the attributes of God's word uh, is that it is efficacious, which means capable of having the desired result or effect. And that that is true of God's word, that it is efficacious, that it is capable of having a desired result or effect. And uh, we're going to be looking today at, at at how God's word is powerful and effective Uh, specifically at uh, three different powerful effects of God's Word. And I invite you to turn to 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, starting at verse 22, and we're going to continue uh, into chapter 2. 1 Peter 1, 22. It says, Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, for a sincere brotherly love, Love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. And I pray that you would, would teach us this morning and that you would work through your word to, to change us and for it to take root in our lives and uh, help us to, to uh, understand and grasp and experience the, the great power that is in it. In Jesus' name, amen. So three powerful effects of God's word uh, that we see here uh, this morning. And the first is that God's word for us has the power, gives us the power to love purely. Notice in, in verse 22, 
Uh, there's two things that stand out, two words. It's, it's purify or, or pure, and the word love. How do those words go together? Well, we see a, a, a simple, straightforward command here. It says, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. And we talk about, you know, loving one another, being kind to one another. And, and you know, you might think, well, you know, I, I love people. Uh, what, what kind of love is this, is this talking about here? It's talking about loving earnestly and from a pure heart. And if we take time truly to examine our hearts today, uh, how, does, how does that make you feel? To love one another earnestly from a pure heart. It's not just a, a simple kindness or a, or a simple respect for another person earnestly from a pure heart. I don't, I don't know about you, but, but that, that convicts me when I hear it. Um, you know, when, when you think about how, how well are you loving your spouse? How well are you loving your parents on a daily basis? How, lo- how loving are you toward your fellow believers? Is it, is it earnest love? Is it pure love? Or is it a kindness and a a, a simple love that, that doesn't take much work. I'm convicted because, because I fail at that. Uh, there, there have been times where maybe you've been enabled to love with a pure heart or to love earnestly. But look, look at what the text says here. How is that love possible? It says, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth. That, that purification is, is the only way that we can, that it is even possible to fulfill that command to love one another earnestly from a pure heart because it's God's Word that, that purifies us. That when God's truth comes in to our hearts, when His truth comes through His Word, that gospel, the good news from His Word. And when we accept that Word, that Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit works in our hearts to purify our souls. Our record is washed clean. And God begins that process of of purifying us. Uh, A a little over a year ago, uh, we bought a house uh, not too far from here, uh, just in in New Hope, uh, right in the New Hope Crystal border. And uh, the week before we moved in, we just we wanted to do some work to the house, do some updates, some painting. And uh, I can't tell you how many trips to Home Depot we made in one week. And uh, one day I went in uh, probably for the fifth time that week and I got we always underestimate how much paint we're actually going to need, right? So I filled the cart up with a bunch of paint cans again and uh, went to the checkout and went through the checkout and was on my way out. And I realized I had two cans of paint uh, sitting up where, where a child would normally sit in the cart. And I was 99% sure that I had not paid for those, those cans of paint. And so uh, I was out the door and it was pouring rain. And so I thought, I will settle up with them later. <laughs> I'm just going to make a run for it to my car uh, through the rain, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll settle up later. And so I went 
left and, uh, as you can imagine, kind of forgot about it. And I'd think about it occasionally, uh, thought about it the next week. And, oh, next time I go back to Home Depot, I've got to got to let them know about that. And probably about a month went went along and several other trips to Home Depot forgot every time. Well, one day I was there and it was kind of always one of those things that ate away at my conscience a little bit. Not that it's a huge deal, right? It's just a couple gallons of paint. But I went in that day and thought, oh, I remember now. I am going to go to the customer service counter and just tell them what happened. And I will gladly pay for those two gallons of paint. So I went up there and uh, the man uh, asked what I needed. And I, I was started to tell him the story of what happened. And I'm like, I don't think that I paid for those gallons of paint. And he stopped me in mid-sentence and stepped back and he went, I absolve you now of, of any sin. <laughs> Your record is washed clean. Pretend that it never happened. <laughs> and uh, how many of you have ever had that happen at Home Depot before? <laughs> uh, but what, what that did was, you know, in just that little instance, it, it lifted that, that burden off my shoulders. And it, it really did wipe my record clean. And, and God's word, if, if that word is powerful, how much more powerful is God's word to purify us and to wash that record clean of our sin? As we have to answer for our sin, that's on a much greater scale what, what God does through his word. When we hear it and receive it, God's word is truth. And that, that word purifies us and wipes our record clean. That word of forgiveness. Uh, that life-transforming power, that, that, uh, that salvation that is given to us. And which leads us to our next powerful effect of God's word is that it gives us the power. Uh, it has the power to, to save us completely. It's very clear in this passage what to attribute our salvation to. Uh, verse 23, uh, it begins by saying, Since you have been born again. And then we, we go into an aside, kind of an aside here. In the next few verses, we learn a lot about God's Word. We see it described here uh, first as imperishable, which means enduring forever. God's Word God's imperishable word does what, what no earthly father could ever do. What does it say here? It changes us into immortal, imperishable beings. We also see that, that God's word is described as the living and abiding word of God. And, and Peter uh, here, the, the author, uh, illustrates this point by pointing us to Isaiah 40, and he quotes from Isaiah 40, a well-known passage in the Old Testament. It says, all flesh is like grass. And then he continues and says, but the word of the Lord remains forever. That is, as we think about uh, this earth and and the, the material things of this earth, our possessions, as you look out and and uh, as, as you take care of your house and, and your yard and, and your car and, and all the things of this earth, they will, they will pass away. They will fade away. 
But God's word is enduring and lasting forever. His word is eternal. And it says, uh, it says here in verse 23, since, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. Again, it is God's word that does that. At the end of verse 25, uh, Peter reminds his readers that, that this is the word, this is the good news that was preached to you. You've heard it. You've, if you haven't heard it before, you've, we, we've just heard this gospel message that, that Jesus came to, to die on the cross to forgive us of our sins. And, and he tells us as we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is the good news that, is, that we receive in God's word that has been preached to us. And so how, how have you responded to God's word? How do you respond to it today? How do you respond to that good news that was preached to you? We know, uh, and, and this message is about the effects of God's word and that it is powerful in it uh, to, to do what, what God wants it to do. Isaiah 55 talks about that, that my word will not he says, my word will not return empty, but it will accomplish the purpose for which I send it. And that can be either good news or bad news. Because God's word talks about judgment, about condemnation for our sin. And for those that, that don't receive God's word, that don't respond to God's word and, and accept that, that free gift of salvation. God's word will have effect in their life to, to condemn them and for judgment, for eternity uh, separated from God in hell. But God's word is, is powerful and effective to save to those who, who receive that word, that good news that has been preached to them. To have, to go on to, to be imperishable as eternal beings to spend eternity in heaven with Him. God's word accomplishes its purpose, that power to, to save, to save us completely. And so, God's word gives us the power to love purely. It has the power to save us completely. But, but third and finally, from the text this morning, we see that it has the power to transform us daily. In chapter 2, going on here, in verse 2 it says, Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into your salvation. Sometimes we, we think of a, a passage like this, you know, like newborn babies, crave that spiritual milk, crave the Word of God. And uh, we might have a tendency sometimes to think that that's, oh, that's for, that's just for, that's for new believers, right? You know, they're, they're just, just have been saved and, 
and they have this hunger for the word of God. And that's true. But but what is this what is this talking about right here? We need to see this as a as as a comparison that we are to be like that. To be like newborn babies who long for for that milk to nourish them. Isn't isn't that an amazing picture? We have a, a four month old right now, and if you've ever held a held a newborn baby or a, a baby that's a few months old and you're not the mother or you don't have a bottle in hand, is there anything you can do for that baby when when that baby's hungry? Uh, you all you really want to do is pass it off to somebody else, right? But but that that's the picture that we get here of, of that longing, that desire for the nourishment of the Word of God that, that causes us to grow. What is, it, what is it all for? What's the purpose? It, it gives the purpose right here. It says that you may grow up into your salvation. That Word is something we need every day for, for our nourishment and for, for our spiritual growth to become more and more like Christ and, and see his work in our lives, that transformation to happen in our lives through his word. As you long for God's word and as you then take it in and, and receive it and hear it each and every day, that, that what's the promise? There is a promise. It says that you will grow. God's word will have effect in that way. You will grow guaranteed. Mentioned uh, being new to home ownership. And uh, this year, uh, we've been focusing on the outside of our house and, and our yard and getting things situated in, in landscaping and taking care of our yard. And, and uh, I never knew um, all the things that go into that. <laughs> and as the summer went on... Uh, I started seeing some different weeds growing up in our grass and trying to research things, how to take care of that. And, and, uh, and then pretty soon there's more leaves, uh, you know, those little white flowers, uh, clover. Uh, some people like those little flowers. And I just, especially when it starts to take over about half of your backyard, they're not that pretty, right? And uh, I, I started to just think, man, we just got to do something about this. And so I started asking around and uh, asked my neighbor what, uh, you know, what, what would help with this? Do you, have, do you have any experience with this? And uh, he thought about it for a little bit and, and said, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know much about, uh, about weed control or taking care, about, care of yards, but, but what I do know is that the best weed control to a yard is having a healthy yard, to having healthy grass. And so have you fertilized this year? I said, well, no. <laughs> um, have you, do, do you water regularly or whatever? Started making some different suggestions. Isn't that true of, of our spiritual lives that we are healthiest spiritually when we have been nourished by God's word. It's not it's not some, you know, magic thing that, you know, if I if I 
simply read, you know, my five minutes or ten minutes of, of Scripture each day that everything's just going to be great in my life. That's, that's, not, that's not the point. But God's Word gives us what we need each day. And, and uh, I'm not talking about some sort of, of legalistic thing, something that is, is some big requirement of you to earn favor with God. But I'm, I'm talking about a great privilege that we have to receive that nourishment from God's Word each and every day. That privilege of, of receiving it and receiving what God wants to give us and hearing from Him, hearing from the God of the universe at any moment that we open His Word. God's powerful and effective Word, it, it purifies us and, and gives us the power to love and gives us salvation, has the power to save, and it transforms us each time we receive it. Look at what it, what it says here in closing. It says, If indeed, grow up into your salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Have you tasted of the Lord today, tasted that He is good. As we continue in His Word, we, we have that promise of, of growing up into our salvation and, and one day becoming immortal and imperishable beings forever with Him in eternity. Praise God. Let's pray. God, we thank You for that Word, that powerful Word that, that is effective to to transform us and to save us and to cause us to grow in our relationship with you. Help us to, to connect with your word, to connect with you, to hear from you and what you have for us uh, each and every day on a regular basis. And, and we look forward and anticipate to seeing how you work uh, in our lives through your word. In Jesus' name, amen.